job, Gracie. Thank you. Thank you for what you wrote as well as what you sang. We're in Psalm 100 this morning as we talk about Thanksgiving, being thankful. I was thinking, uh, before we get into that, I was thinking about Deuteronomy chapter 8. In Deuteronomy chapter 8, God is speaking through Moses to the people. They've gone through 40 years of the wilderness struggle, and they're about to enter the promised land. They're about to enter a place of abundance. But he gives them this warning. Through Moses, God speaks to all the crowds, all the Jews, and he says, just be careful when you enjoy all the abundance of a wonderful land that's flowing with all this great food, milk and honey and clusters of grapes. And, and there's just blessing after blessing after blessing. Don't forget God. Don't forget how he loves you. Don't forget what he supplied for you. Don't think that I deserve this. This is mine. And then he even goes on, I think it's verse 17. He says, guys, even your ability to work, even your ability to do your job is a gift from God. If it wasn't for God, you wouldn't be able to work. You wouldn't be able to do your part of the provision. It's all from God. And then he closes. And, and you know, we need to be reminded of that. The blessings that we enjoy find their root and fruit in God. And so may we not forget God and may we not forget His commands, His truth. That in mind, let's turn to Psalm 100, a wonderful song sang among God's people as they remember God in the midst of all that they have and all that they've been given. So I ask you to stand in God's honor as I read aloud Psalm 100. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is He who made us, and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, and His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him, and praise His name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Let's pray. Father, as we look at this ancient song over and over again, you are the subject, Lord. We're to shout to you, we're to serve you, we're to know that you made us. We're to know you guide us. We're to enter to your place with thanksgiving. Which should lead us to praise. Father, through all generations, it's your faithfulness that counts. Father, as we're reminded about all this, I pray that your wonderful Holy Spirit might speak to us, Lord. Sometimes it's harder for us to remember you when we're so blessed and have been given so much. So, Father, may we stop this morning and be reminded once again, we have a very giving God who gave it all so that we might know life. 
So, Lord, just speak to us in our time that remains. In the wonderful name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. We're people that like lists. You know, you think about Christmas lists, their wish lists. This is what I want. I'm going to write it down. I'll send that letter off. You know, have you been naughty? You've been nice. You know, you want this stuff. And I was trying to think back my Christmas list. It's funny uh, thinking back. I, the one gift that sticks out in my mind, I don't even know why, guys, is rock'em, sock'em robots. You know, knock their head off. I remember that. Man, that was a great. Okay, anyway, enough of that. There's what we have been given. And we need to stop and think about that. The Bible tells us in James 1, verse 17, every good and perfect gift comes from above. God is the one that our gifts come from. Uh, There's another verse, it's John 1, verse 17. It says, from the fullness of His grace, we have all received one blessing after another. So the picture there is they just keep coming. It's not that they've come to us, they keep coming. That is God. That, that's His mercy. Man, we're blessed. Uh, getting ready to, around the corner too, um, you know, we have the resolutions of this is what I'm going to do. Christmas, this is what I'm going to get. But Thanksgiving is about what God's already given. Here's a part of a list that uh, several uh, feast administrators, I'll put it that way, a lot of times it's the matriarch, the mom of the home who does the work. Sometimes the dad joins in. It's a heavy job. But they came up with a list, that busyness of preparing the Thanksgiving feast of things to be thankful for. I want to share a few of these with you. For automatic dishwashers, because they make it possible for us to get out of the kitchen before the family comes back in for their snacks. that true? For husbands who attack small repair jobs around the house because they usually make them big enough to call in the professionals and fix it. For children who put away their things and clean up after themselves, they're such a joy you hate to see them go home to their own parents. For teenagers because they give parents an opportunity to learn a second language. For smoke alarms because they let you know when the turkey is done. And of course, as you know, we think beyond just the stuff that we have. We also think about health. I remember a friend of mine used to always say, you'd say, how are you doing? He'd say, I'm vertical. And I, I use that a lot. Just the fact that you can get out of bed according to your own power and walk. So easy to take that for granted. Or that you can breathe without a struggle. You know, some people struggle to breathe. What a blessing, our health. And and just those things that are so easy to to take for granted, friends and and family, and and that we're able to meet here and and not have to worry about somebody charging in here to arrest us and and to beat us because of our beliefs. We're so blessed. You know, those who came over on the Mayflower, they didn't have a lot of stuff, basically nothing as they came over here. But what they did have, was initiative, and what they did have was courage, and there was hope that they were coming to live a new life, a life where they could believe what they wanted to believe, and that they could come together, and and in that courage that they're willing to work hard, and rooted within all of that was a deep faith in God. 
uh, here are some words that, uh, from our own Declaration of Independence that reminds us of those who came here and, and the beliefs that they held and are still such an important part. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights. And it ends with these words, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence. We mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. You see, this holiday, it's not a birthday, it's not anniversary, it's not a date of a battle. But it's time to stop and give thanks. Um, Alex Haley, uh, the author of the book Roots, years ago, he said when you would walk into his office, there was this picture on the wall of a turtle on a fence post. And somebody said, why in the world do you have this picture of a turtle on the fence post? He said, because when I start thinking that the reason I'm doing so well is because of how smart I am. And how creative I am. And how much I've achieved. I just look at that picture and say. That turtle did not get up there by himself. Somebody had to help him to the top of the fence post. And, and so we, we need to stop and say. God you got me to this place. Where I'm blessed. You're the one. In 1789 George Washington our first president made this public proclamation. By the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore His protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer. Isn't that awesome? To be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God. And then he goes on. Therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday, the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be. Man. You see, so often the more we get, the less we look to God. And here, there is a, a an effort, clear, designed effort to say, no, God is the one. He's the one that's allowed us to have this. He's the one who's blessed us. He's the one that's, that, that keeps blessing us. The importance of that, you can't put too much emphasis on God's kindness. And as you look through Psalm 100 over and over again, it's God's a subject. Shout for joy to the Lord, to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him, the Lord, with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It's He who made us. We're His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving, His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him. Praise His name. For the Lord is good. And His love endures forever. His 
faithfulness continues through all generations. God's the subject of it all through this beautiful psalm. And I, I want to look at uh, five commands here that I think are pivotal to thanksgiving, being a thankful people. The first one, verse 1, shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Now, this is not literally saying everywhere we go we should be shouting at people. After a while, we'll find ourselves alone, won't we? We're constantly yelling in people's ears. It's not what it's trying to say, but what it's trying to say is that there is such an awareness of God in our lives that it just comes out through our mouths. And we're willing to to share with other people, I am so blessed because of God. Because of he in my life. So to shout for joy to the Lord. It's to make him known. And who is to make him known? All the earth. That's a pretty inclusive word. All the earth. That means nobody's exempt. Everyone is commanded to stop. And to see God. And that the blessings are God's gifts. To all of us. All. You and me. All. Everybody. No one's exempt from that. Roland Allen, a minister, talks about a missionary who um, came up to him after a worship service and he shared with him that uh, he had served in India for many years as a medical missionary and there was a progressive eye disease that caused many of the people to go blind. And he was able to develop a treatment that would keep the people from becoming blind. And so people would come to him. And before long, word got out. And and there were so many that came. And they were very grateful. But when they left, no one ever said thank you. And the reason they didn't say thank you is there was no word in their language for thank you. (laughs) But the word that was used that they shared is a word that meant, I will tell your name. So they said, wherever I go. I will tell your name. Isn't that beautiful? You see, that's what this is about. God, wherever I go, I will tell your name. God, the blessings I have, <laughs> the joy you provide, I will tell your name. God, I will I will tell your name. Shout to the Lord. Second command, serve the Lord with gladness. It's not merely serve the church. It's not merely to, to serve a, a, a certain person. It's to serve the Lord. He is, he is the one that we serve. And of course in Matthew 25, he says, you know, when you do it to the least of these, you do it to me. As you serve other people and you love those people who need help, you love the Lord. You reach out and serve him with a heart that's open Serve the Lord with gladness. In some translations it says worship the Lord with gladness. You see, worship and service are so intricately connected because when they're done for Jesus, they both produce a gladness or a joy in our hearts because the power of Christ is in us and working through us. Third command here, come before him with joyful Songs. This is not commanding everybody in here to join the choir. 
so there's no congregation out there, and we'd all be headed this way singing. Uh, some people probably have the holy gift of not singing in public. Uh, you know, some of us are probably good to be King James people of, you know, make a joyful noise. But the fact of the matter is, it's not, what he's talking about here is not exactly what comes out of your mouth, but what comes out of your heart. You see, music is moving. Music has a way of hitting all our emotions. It moves us deeply. And I think the picture here as you come before the joyful songs is have a heart for God that, that allows a joy to bubble up out of your lives. It's not enough to be um, saved, sanctified, and soured. But when we start seeing the blessings, the next step is praise. Praise is a boiling heart that just boils over. He talks about gladness. He talks about joy. There's a picture here. of Man, being a Christian is not a drag. It's not a list. It's a love. It's, it's a love for him that boils over to love other people. It's not just a list of stuff. And, and so it's the song of the heart that just boils out of us as we serve and as we love him. I, cup, uh, Proverbs seventeen twenty two. what a great verse. It says, a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. Man, a cheerful heart, it is good medicine. And, and in the message, I love uh, the way it's translated there. He says, a cheerful disposition is good for your health. Gloom and doom leave you bone tired. Bone tired. God, help us to catch sight of your joy. You know, like Nehemiah, you know, where it says, Nehemiah 8.10, that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Is your strength. That's the picture here. Uh, Command number four is submit. Know the Lord is God. It's He who made us. We are His. We are His people. The sheep of His pasture. First, He's our maker. Uh, Turn with me over Psalm 139. uh, Over a couple of ancient songs here. Psalm 139. I want to read just a couple of verses. Remind us of God as our maker. Verse, starting at verse 13. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. Now, I don't think he had knitting needles in your mommy's tummy and was knitting away like that. But he was weaving you together. I praise you because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. <laughs> my frame was not hidden from you. When I was made in a secret place, when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. <laughs> All the days ordained for me were written in your book before one of them came to be. He's our maker. He made you. He wove you together. He crafted you. I, I love that what it says in Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship. The word is poema. It means poem. You're God's poem. You're his creation, his creative work. You're his joy. Um, made me think of that song. Most of you guys have heard it. He's still working on me to make me what I need to be. It took 
him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun, the earth, Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. There really ought to be a sign upon my heart. Don't judge him yet. There's an unfinished part, but I'll be better just according to his plan, fashioned by the master's loving hands. In the mirror of his word, reflections that I see makes me wonder why he never gave up on me. But he loves me as I am and helps me when I pray. Remember, he's the potter. I'm the clay. He's still working on me to make me what I need to be. It took him just a week to make the moon and stars, the sun and the earth and Jupiter and Mars. How loving and patient he must be because he's still working on me. He's our maker. He's also our shepherd. Notice what he says here in Psalm 100. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. He's the one guiding us. The problem is we want to take charge and we don't know where the still waters and green pastures are. So we end up in the far country. He says, let me lead. Let me be the shepherd, you be the sheep. All right, last one here and we're done. The fifth command is to seek, to seek God. Look at these last two verses. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. His courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good, his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. We're called to seek him. To come into his gates with a thankful heart. And ending in his courts with hearts full of praise. And yet we know according to the New Testament, the new sanctuary is the heart of the believer who receives Jesus Christ. You are the sanctuary. In your life, where you enter Jesus, is to be given thanksgiving and praise, to give thanks to His name, to praise His name, because He's good. And His love endures forever. He's faithful. You can count on Him. Not just for one or two people, not just for a few years, through all generations, you can place that confidence in the Lord. Someone's written, what if we never saw another flower bloom because we grumbled when God sent the rain? What if God stopped loving and caring for us because we failed to love and care for others? What if God took away his message because we wouldn't listen to his messenger? What if God answered our prayers the way we answer his call for service? What if God decided to stop leading us tomorrow because we did not follow him today? Aren't we grateful he doesn't treat us in accordance with how we treat him? Someone went on to kind of put it in a more practical way. If God treated us the way we treat him, he would see us on Sundays for a couple hours. That's about it. He wouldn't spend time with us when other things felt more important. Work, friends, TV, football game, kids, spouse, boyfriend or girlfriend. He would only answer the prayers that benefit him. He would get hung up on mm, theology, doctrine, the like, instead of actually trying to know him or have a relationship. His forgiveness would be conditional. He would tell us he loves us and is crazy about us. But then depending on who was looking... He'd act like he barely knew us. Ouch. He would use our names as curse words. He would make promises, then turn around and forget those promises a few days later. He would ask for our forgiveness, then keep doing the same thing that hurt us in the first place. 
He would keep a record of our wrongs and rights, then hold them over us as he pleased. He would easily forget all the kind of things we'd done. Instead, he would doubt and question our love. He wouldn't stand up for our reputation. He'd let others think whatever they want about us. He wouldn't give freely, meaning he wouldn't have sacrificed himself for us. And the list could go on. Lord, help us be thankful that you do not treat us as our sins deserve or repay us according to our iniquities. Let's pray. Lord, uh, here we are, full-fledged mess, wanting to come honest before you. And why not? You see through our masks You see through our efforts at appearing to be something we know we're not. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for the forgiveness that's available. Thank you for the love that flows from you. And the blessings that just keep coming. (laughs) One after the other. May we become aware of them. And may we reach out to others who have not met you who have not understood that by coming, you provide life when we put our confidence and faith and trust in you. And Father, may our lives just leap Jesus. May there be that gladness and that joy that is just aware of the blessings that we have, Lord. We just forget, and then we get in trouble. So, Father, I just pray this morning that we would be aware of you if it means coming to this altar to pray, that you we come pray. If it means announcing something before your people of a decision that you've made to follow you and you have not been following, Father, I, I just pray you'd bring those to share with the body of Christ. I pray, Father, that you'd just work in our hearts however you choose because that's what matters, Lord. Not what we want, but what you want. Only then are we fulfilled when we see how you love us and how you've blessed us. That's Thanksgiving. I pray this morning as we leave here, we would leave with thankful hearts that have remembered you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.